0: Thank you, Lord. In Jesus, we have, let me just mention a couple gifts that we have, and that's joy and peace. And we have it all year round. Y'all look so good in your, so much red out there, I'm seeing, man, like a sea of red. Amen. Reminds me not only of Christmas, but the blood of Jesus. Amen. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. One sacrifice, Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, God offered one sacrifice for sins forever. Jesus offered one sacrifice for sins forever. He sat down at the right hand of God. Amen? He sat down because the work is done. The work is finished. Amen? That's why I'm going to end up. It's finished. But I want to start... Uh, Just by talking about, uh, we're going to lead up to that, but we have peace and joy. And it's not, the good news is, uh, a lot of good news about that. First of all, it's a product of your spirit. And because of Jesus, we don't have to go around working on things. Working on our patience or working on our character. All we need to do is look at Jesus and allow him to live through us. We've been crucified. See, we died when he died. We've been crucified with Christ. Paul said, nevertheless, I live, but uh, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Isn't it good to know that, I mean, you can start working. I am working on my character. You can work on it, work on it, work on it, and, and get nowhere fast. Because you're trying to do it through your, you're trying to work on something. And you're trying to do it through your effort. Let Just let Jesus, just keep your eyes on Jesus. And grow, the Bible says, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Just keep looking at him. As we behold him, we are changed into his image from glory to glory. How? Not by your effort, but by the spirit of the Lord. That's why Jesus said uh, when they asked, when the disciples asked him what must we do to do the works of God, he said believe on, on him in whom he sent. Believe in me. That's the work. Just believe. Do what he tells you to do. Be led by the spirit. We've got joy unspeakable indescribable joy indescribable peace it's a pro- product of your spirit thank you jesus you already have it you already have patience that's another fruit see joy and peace are are, are, are fruit of the spirit and you have patience so you don't need to work on your patience you already have it <laughs> hallelujah and see the, your, your joy and your peace are not dependent upon the circumstances. And we talked about that last week. You can have peace in the middle of the storm. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Isaiah 9, 6, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The child was never, or excuse me, the son was never born because the son always existed. The son had to be given. The child was born and the government will be upon his shoulder and his name. Ooh, I love it. His name will be called wonderful. Hallelujah. Thanks be to God for his gift. That is too wonderful for words. He is wonderful. I mean, just call him. Say Jesus, you're wonderful. He's a counselor. You ever need some guidance? He's a counselor. He's a uh, mighty God. Nothing's impossible. He lives in you. Nothing is impossible with God. God is on your side. And all these things, you are more than a conqueror. You have the victory through your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's everlasting father and prince of peace. He's the Prince of Peace, and He lives in you. So you don't have to work on your joy or work on your peace. Just let it out. You already have it. See, that's why a lot of people are missing it, because they're trying to get or obtain something that they already have. You already have peace. And I shared this last week. I want to say it again. Uh, this, this peace is like um, it's an aggressive peace and I compared it to something negative like cancer they talked about a, an aggressive cancer when a cancer becomes aggressive everybody understands what that means it's just like it, it takes over well see we have an aggressive peace It's even in the storm even in a fire even in the midst of a fire praise God let that peace just take over Anybody ever been there, you've got a whole lot of stuff going on, a whole lot of stuff coming against you, but just something on the inside of you says everything is going to be all right. And you're just calm. Amen. That's when you know that you're allowing Jesus to live through you. It's not dependent upon what's going on on the outside. Amen. And you can have joy and you can just laugh in the face of circumstances. Praise God. I'm preaching. Can I get an amen? Amen. Somebody. have some exciting stuff that I want to share with you. Um, amen. John 14 we'll get to that, but John 14:27, peace, I leave with you my peace I give to you, not as the world gives. See, we have a, a different kind of peace. See, you can have peace in the midst of trouble. The world's peace is dependent upon the circumstances. Amen. Now let's let's look at something that's a reoccurring theme in the Bible. Uh, I encourage you to, if you want some extra extra credit study, uh, search throughout the Bible for these phrases. Fear not, do not be afraid. It, it's a it's a recurring theme uh, throughout the Bible that God spoke that. Uh, to people that angels spoke to people to to chill people out and to and, and to encourage people not to be afraid and the reason why that we should never be afraid is because the Lord is with us he really is he will never leave you or forsake you so there a- actually is nothing in this world to be afraid about that's why Jesus said don't worry about your life. Philippians 4, 6 says, Do do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God. Talk to the Lord about what you're dealing with and what you're going through. There's nothing to be afraid about. It's, it's a reoccurring theme in the Bible where God constantly would tell people, angels constantly would tell people, do not be afraid. We we see this with Zechariah, who was a priest and he was... Uh, uh, during, during the time, uh, around the time when Jesus was ab- about to be born, he was d- going about his high priestly or his priestly duties in the temple burning incense. That was his job, to go in there and burn incense. And uh, when he went in there, an angel appeared to him and talked to him about uh, that his wife was going to give birth to John. And in verse 13 in Luke chapter 1, And the angel said to him, when this angel appeared to him in the temple, the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zacharias. For your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name, John. All right? And he went on talking about, well, you know, how's this going to happen, man? I'm old. My wife is old and all this kind of stuff. The angel, man... This is, I mean, this is the most monumental, this, this is the greatest event in the history of mankind getting ready to happen. And angels don't play, man. They, like, angels like, man, I ain't got time for this. I'm going to shut him up, man. He made him, uh, got, uh, uh, made him mute until, until John was born. Right? And so if you read the story, I mean, I mean, he couldn't say nothing. And when they, they said uh, they thought that they were going to name him when he was born, Zacharias... And he's like, he's, he, he's shaking his head. And they brought a tablet to him. He said, his name is John. All right, because that's what that angel told him. Praise the Lord. And then uh, the angel opened his mouth and he can start t- talking again because the angel wasn't going to let his mouth get him in trouble. I think some of us need to get our mouths shut sometime, So we won't talk ourselves out of the blessing of God and start, stop complaining and murmuring and talking about what we don't have and what we can't do. There's a message in that. Amen? Later on, an angel appeared to, uh, to Mary, and the angel told Mary, fear not, don't be afraid. See? So God wants us to know that there's nothing to be afraid of. Don't fear anything. When you sense fear, uh, and it happens to all of us, when you sense fear trying to come, come upon you, go into the Word of God. Meditate on, uh, on Scriptures. Read the Word of God. Feed on the Word. Put your mind on Jesus. And some people don't know how to do that. And, and this is basically meditate on Scripture. Think about, meditate on Scriptures like when Jesus was, uh, when, when he was in the back of the boat sleep. When the disciples, I mean, the wind was coming against that boat. And it was a storm, but he had peace in the middle of that storm. A whole lot of stuff can be going on around you, but there's nothing to worry about. Don't be afraid because the Lord is with you. He'll never leave you or forsake you. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Now, I, I want to talk about Jesus, our Savior. And uh, Jesus is referred to as the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Not, not the elephant, but he <laughs> not the elephant that was slain, but the Lamb. And the lamb, it, it, it has significance. And uh, God, I love how God gives us visual aids to help us understand him. The, the whole scripture, as I've been talking about over and over, all of the scripture is about Jesus. It, it's about him. And it's exciting. I'm going through, reading through the Bible again and going through Exodus. You can see him. And I used to, man, when I get to Leviticus, I'm almost in Leviticus now. And when you go to Leviticus, oh, man, I used to dread going into Leviticus because I didn't know what what the Lord was talking about in that book. But now I can see Jesus. And what I'm about to describe to you, you can look at in Leviticus where it talks about the lamb that was sacrificed. Uh, It was a part of the sacrificial... Offerings and the, uh, the priestly system that God has set up, all right? And so uh, the tabernacle that God has set up. And blood sacrifice originated with Adam when God made, um, when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, God killed an animal. He made these uh, garments of, of the skin of an animal and he clothed, he killed an animal, and he clothed Adam and Eve with the skin of an animal, and they were dripping in blood. That was a blood sacrifice for their sins, for their sin in the garden. So, And then uh, a blood sacrifice was incorporated in the tabernacle system. And so, uh, again, God gives us visual aids. The Bible says that, Um, The things in the Old Testament were written for our admonition and for our learning. And we're not under the Old Testament law anymore, but the Bible says, but you can see Jesus in the the sacrificial system. The Bible tells us in Galatians that the law was our tutor, one translation says our schoolmaster, to bring us to Christ. So what does it mean, a a, a tutor? a schoolmaster or a tutor, they teach you something. Okay, so we need to learn from that. And here's an illustration I use a lot, I get more and more out of it. And just keep hearing. And you say, oh, Pastor, I, you, you already showed us that. Well, you come up here and do it for me. <laughs> well, I don't remember all of it. Well, that's why I got to keep doing it. Because, because these are good visual pictures. And I'm going to add some things to it because I see more and more every time I look at it. Because, again, Jesus is the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. And one of the offerings that they would give, they would, the people um, would daily bring offerings uh, for when they sin. And they would have to bring, they don't bring an elephant or a rhinoceros or a pig or a dog. They would bring a lamb. Because you see the reason there there's a reason for that is because the lamb represents Jesus. Keep in mind the backdrop for all this is that that the law is our tutor so that we can see Jesus. all right so the offerer will bring a lamb, okay and we'll we'll act like that this podium is a lamb. so the offerer uh, would would bring a lamb. now the lamb. Had to be perfect. See, the lamb didn't do anything wrong. I want y'all to see Jesus in here now. See, the lamb had to be without spot and without blemish. And so when he would when, when he would bring the lamb, actually, let me just just use this uh, so I could lift it up. Let's just let this be the lamb. So when the offerer would bring the lamb, he would bring the lamb to the high priest. A high priest would examine it. This was serious. This wasn't play. Well, it's kind of all right. It's got a couple little uh, blemishes on it, but it'd be all right. No, 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 no. It had to be without blemish. It's that high priest's job. If it's got anything wrong with it. See, this is not for no reason. Again, what's it there to teach us? What's 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 that this whole thing teaching us about? About Jesus, right? Jesus he knew no sin. He became sin for us. He's the spotless lamb. He didn't do one thing wrong. Amen. See, grace, see, some people think that, that holiness, oh man, you know, yeah, grace is really basic, but holiness is deep. We got need to get into, oh, I gotta understand all that great that great. That's just basic stuff. Holiness is deep. mm Holiness is basic. It is. I mean, a sinner can understand holiness. I mean, when Peter, an oh, old sinner, he knew he was a sinner too. And Jesus barred his boat to, to fish and he caught and he caught a multitude of fish. And he was a sinner. You know what he did? He got on his knees. He understood holiness like that. He said depart from me Lord. I'm a sinful man. An old sinner can understand holiness. But grace is deep. Because it takes revelation. To understand that you receive. Good that you don't deserve. Because. Another received the bad that he didn't deserve. See, this lamb, going back to the Old Testament, this lamb didn't deserve punishment. This lamb didn't do anything wrong. But the priest, this is my priest side over here. And this is the offerer over here. Get it? Okay, so the priest would examine the lamb, make sure there's no blemishes in it. Now, notice what the priest didn't do. I'm going to go back and forth between the Old Covenant. And a new covenant because in this old covenant sacrifice, um, all it could do was cover their sins. Because this lamb was a type of Jesus. Jesus is the real thing. He is the real deal. He is 100. Under the old covenant, this whole system, they had to continue to offer sacrifice for their sins, sin offerings and burn offerings and other kind of offerings every day. Once a year um, on the day of atonement, the high priest would go into the once, uh, go into the holy place where he would go in once a year. But he had to do that year after year. Sacrifices were made daily all the time because they could only cover sin. They couldn't eliminate or remove their sins, but thank God, Jesus, because He's the real thing, He offered one sacrifice for sins forever, and He sat down. See, Hebrews tells us it's impossible that the blood of, of bulls and goats and, and you know uh, and animals—they had all kind of sacrifices and different animals for different sacrifices—and and the Bible says it was impossible for, for that, for those sacrifices to take away sins. It says if it could, then once having been sacrificed, they would cease to be offered. But they had to be offered continuously because they could never remove sin, only cover it. All right? Now back to the high, high priest you know, he would examine the lamb. What he didn't do, he did not de- examine the person. He didn't examine the, the offerer. See, Jesus today, ooh, thank you, Lord, he doesn't see you in your sin. See, when you sin, he looks at the lamb. Jesus won sacrifice on the cross, forgave our sins, Past, present, and future. Some people don't understand that because we live inside of time. Jesus lives outside of time. Yeah. See, it's like when we, when we look at a parade, we're waiting on... I, I've been to the Disney parade. Fort Wayne parade, eh, not so much. But <laughs> you see one thing. You might be able to see everything at one time at the Fort Wayne parade. But But a big parade you see one thing come across at a time and then you wait for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, right? It's like God doesn't, he's not on the ground inside of time seeing there's um, 1982, 1983, 1984, 1985. No, God is above everything outside of time. He can see your whole life at one time. So on the cross, he was able to forgive all your sins. Because he doesn't see things linearly. He's outside of time. Can you understand that? Okay, you may have to meditate on that. Let's go back to this this priest. He, 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 he He didn't look at the offerer. He examines the sacrifice. So when you sin today, he's not looking at you. He's not looking at you at, at what you did. What you did was forgiven. All he sees is the lamb that took away your sins on the cross. Does that make you want to go out and sin? See, I've never heard anybody that's listened to this message say, Wow, I can just go sin all I want to now. That's, that's not a response to grace. I mean, I, I mean people say that, oh man, if you say that, people are just going to go out and sin. See, that's what you think. See, because some, some people don't, don't trust the love of God's ability to transform a person when they can see how much that God loves them and all that he did for them on a cross. Thank you, Jesus. So once he examines the lamb, watch this. He gives the offerer a knife, and he has to kill that lamb. Wow. Wow. I see. This is this is a sobering moment for the offerer, because he sees that it was his sin that caused this lamb to be killed. See, God didn't sweep your sins under the rug. He didn't. He didn't. See, some people think that oh, you know, you making light of sin. mm. See, in order for God to be able to prosper us today, in order for Him to to bless us, in order for God to favor us, in order for God to forgive us, um, he had to be, he had to satisfy his justice. All right? Because sin um, had to be dealt with. He couldn't sweep it under the rug. See? In order to to be just in, in blessing us, I mean, Somebody had to pay the price for our sins, and it was Jesus. Hallelujah. So um, the offerer, he would would be given a knife, and he would kill that lamb. See? And so, see, the lamb had to be sacrificed. The lamb, see, Jesus was punished for our sins. The the lamb then was taken to the place uh, of, of burnt offerings. And the lamb was burnt. And what that is, that's a picture of the wrath of God consuming our sins. And see, by doing that, see, God is just in blessing us now. Because he didn't sweep sins under the rug, Jesus was sacrificed for our sins. Can you say amen? Amen. Man, that's that's some powerful stuff right there. So, today, he doesn't see you in your sin. Now, okay, I forgot to tell you something. Now, when the hands, now, before he killed that lamb, the offerer would lay hands on the lamb. And Mm -hmm. the the lamb was totally innocent, and all the, the, the righteousness, the spotlessness, the innocence of the lamb was transferred to the offerer. All the sin of the offerer was transferred to the lamb. Then he took a knife and killed the lamb. Amen. The lamb was taken out to the place of burnt offerings and was consumed. And that's a picture of of the wrath of God consuming all of our sins. Thank you, Jesus. So what the... A lamb des- or what the offerer deserved the lamb got what the lamb deserved the offerer got we, we have the innocence of the lamb we have the righteousness of the lamb right now today can he say amen, amen. Ooh, hallelujah so today see God is not he's not thinking about your sin your sin's been dealt with amen. what about sin it's been cancelled He doesn't see see you today. Man, if you you can get this, you can understand grace. See, because, see, the offerer, because he got what the lamb got, he got the righteousness of that lamb, he walks away free. Jesus, look at this, in John 129, the next day, John saw Jesus. Anybody get some out of this? How many of you heard me share this before, but you're getting something else out of it? See, man, this thing, it just gets deeper and deeper. in. It. See, when you, when you understand this, man, I tell you, there's so many people that are walking around in guilt and condemnation over something that they've done. When you get this, you understand that God is looking at the Lamb. He doesn't see you in your mistakes and your faults and your failures and your shortcomings. He See, when, see, mm, whatever is true about Jesus is true about you. He looks at the Lamb. And the Lamb is perfect. Now, that, that's why they're, they're, you, you, everything about you is beautiful. And there's nothing at all wrong with you. Thank you, Jesus. There's nothing wrong with you. Hallelujah. See, in your flesh you know, dwells no good thing. But see, God doesn't see you in your flesh. He understands your flesh. And will do things wrong. But see, He sees you perfect because your spirit is perfect. He sees the Lamb. And you know when you really get this is when you mess up and you're able to say, Lord, I just thank you. I just thank you that I'm forgiven. See, when, when you understand that you receive everything, that the, all the innocence that the Lamb got, the righteousness that the Lamb got, and you had nothing to do with it, that Jesus took your sin, and you have his perfect righteousness, it's not because of your obedience, it's because of his obedience. By one man's obedience, you were made righteous. When you understand that, you can't be proud. Where is boasting then? But where you can't be proud, you can be thankful. Oh man, we can be thankful. We, and see when you understand that, you thankful all the time. Lord, I just just thank you. You just walking down the street. You just say, on the job. You just have to say thank you, Jesus. Amen. You can be in the middle, middle of a business meeting or, 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 or whatever, and nobody may not know what's going on with you or whatever, and, and, and maybe a lot of trouble going on, and maybe a heated meeting or whatever, people arguing and fussing and things, and sometimes you can just close your eyes, put your head back, and like, just on the inside, well, I'm just thankful. Thank you, Lord, I have your wisdom in this situation. Thank you, I have your peace in this. Thank you, Lord, I have your patience in this situation. I have your joy in this situation, Lord. I thank you that I win. Hallelujah. Thank you, I'm more than a cock of earth. Hallelujah. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Not, not, Not because of you. You might have just cussed. But you understand that I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, behold, the Lamb of God. Who takes away the sin of the world. May I tell you, I saw um, somebody showed me. The, uh, Steve Squire showed me his superhero shirt and uh, there's a whole line of these superheroes. I don't know who was on there, but I'll make it up. I saw Spider-Man on there hanging on something, and, you know, with his deal. And uh, who else? Uh, I got on my watch face, I got Buzz Lightyear. No, he's not one, is he? Well, he's not DC or Marvel, but I think you can throw him in there. Amen. Come on, DC, Marvel, let him in. You got, you got Iron Man, you got Wonder Woman, you got Superman, you got Batman, you got Hulk. I think he can whoop everybody, can he? Yes. Thor, all these kind of cats, man. If, if people would read the Bible right, I'm waiting for somebody to make a movie because the greatest superhero was all, of all time is Jesus. And that was the, that's, what, that's what his shirt depicted. Man, he's the greatest superhero of all time, man. He whooped the devil. That's why we don't have to fight him, because he whooped him. I mean, the the, the whole thing about Jesus, I mean, God, God, when you sin, he's looking at the lamb. He's looking at our superhero that took away the sins of the world, man. Behold the lamb of God. Press that button so they can see that lamb. But but behold the lamb of God. The perfect lamb took away the sin of the world I love that see people they, they get this idea that Jesus was just some just weak person no Jesus was strong right, right before he was about to be, be crucified when they came to get him when they came to arrest him came, uh, Judas uh, uh, betrayed him and, and uh, sold him out such a shame um, hallelujah sold him out and brought them, them cats came to arrest him with, with, Judah, with Judas and uh, Jesus he saw him come and said who do you see Jesus of Nazareth and he said I am he is italicized that, that's just on what uh, it's not in the original Jesus said I am you know what they all fell under the power of God That's our superhero. I mean, see, people miss that. Man, you're reading the Bible. The Bible's exciting. But see, a lot of people, they don't get it because they read that Sunday school version of of Jesus. They don't see the power. The Sunday school, traditional Sunday school, they don't tell you the power. See, some of y'all never even heard that. When they came to arrest, the man came to arrest. See, somebody need to make... I, I, may, I may need to make a movie because I, I, I see stuff in the in Bible. I just need somebody to help me. I need somebody know somebody to do some movies, maybe Steve's son, a partner with me or whatever, man. I, wanna, I want people to see Jesus in the power. Nobody's ever seen, no, nobody's ever put that on the big screen. I'm not going to talk too much about it because somebody might steal my idea. Somebody's going to do it. Will the real Jesus stand up? And they come to arrest him. They're they rolling up on Jesus. Jesus, is like, Who do you see? <laughs> Jesus of Nazareth, I am. And they all fall. They all, the Bible said they all fell out. They fell down. <laughs> they got up, like, Who do you see? I bet you they took a step back. Uh, <laughs> Jesus of Nazareth. <laughs> uh, you know nobody took his life? And Jesus said in, in John chapter 10, he said, no man takes my life. He said, let me tell y'all something. I see, that's why I need to make a movie. He said, No man, let me tell y'all something. No man takes my life. This is what he said. He said, I lay it down by myself. And I'll pick it up again. He said, I'm giving my life. Nobody's taking my life. And there's something in that, too, when he said that uh, on the cross, when he bowed his head, he didn't hang his head. And I need to do some more study on that, but I'm, I'm told it's just very difficult to do under the circumstances, under the, all the pain and the suffering that he was going through. To, to actually have the strength to bow his head, it was a voluntary action and what he hung it. He bowed it. Jesus, see the gospel is strong, it's not weak. When Jesus was, was crucified at 9 a.m. I'm going to close with this. But he was was crucified at 9 a.m. And the Bible says at, oh, I just love how, you're supposed to be hearing this today, what I'm about to tell you. I was meditating on this very thing, talking about the eclipse. There was an eclipse that happened. There's so much, man, that needs to be told. I need to get this movie done, man. Thank you, Lord. Somebody's going to help me with with it. But there was an eclipse from 12 noon. He was crucified at 9 o'clock. From 9, excuse me, from 12 o'clock to 3 p.m., there was an, an eclipse. I was meditating on, on the fact that there was this eclipse, and the sun was out. Um, no, this wasn't an eclipse, but this was just some, a little something, something that the Lord did for me. As I was looking out um, through the window, looking out at the, at the lake, and the sun was out, and when I was meditating on this eclipse that happened, um, the sun went and hid behind a cloud. At the very time I'm meditating on this thing. That was just the Lord winking at me. Yeah, from 12 to 3 o'clock there was an eclipse. And then at at 3 o'clock Jesus bowed his head and said, it is finished. Amen. That means that you have his righteousness if you have his help you have his prosperity thank you Jesus see your prosperity is finished the Bible says watch this okay first let me say this Jesus became poor see there's no such thing as a prosperity gospel there's just the gospel but prosperity is included in the gospel. The gospel is the power of God, to salvation, which means deliverance, preservation, healing, safety, soundness and also prosperity. The gospel is the power of God to healing. The gospel see it is finished. It, that, that's what it was all about. That's the, the good news that we're free. That we're healed. Your healing's finished. Your prosperity's finished. Hallelujah. It is finished. The gospel is the power of God for your prosperity. The wealth, Proverbs 13, the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. Guess who's righteous? You don't have to uh, strive for it. Just receive that the wealth of the sinner is laid up for you. So I'm expecting great things in 2018. I'm expecting greater prosperity, greater levels Oh, y'all didn't get that. Uh, Who's righteous up in here? You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are somebody special.